welcome back to wrestling, CM Punk. <laughs> he's back. I wish. Yeah, he's back. It was awesome. Yeah. It was probably the biggest pop I've seen since the Attitude Era. Honestly. Uh, Me personally. I think, I will say it, it rivaled... Uh, I was going to say there's one other, sorry, just before, because I want to see if I get the same one that you're going to get. Uh-huh. Uh, John Cena came back for a Royal Rumble, and that was a pretty huge pop. I don't remember what uh, Royal Rumble it was, so I can't say what year, but... That's not what I was going to say. I have two. One of which is a Royal Rumble. The other one is... Um, actually, they're both Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Think about that's because Royal Rumble is the best thing they yeah. have. That's when there's always the biggest pops. <laughs> um, Edge returning. That one was pretty nutty. That mm-hmm. pop. And when AJ Styles debuted in WWE as a surprise entry in the Royal Rumble. Okay. I don't know... The CM, I need to go back and look at those. Yeah. The CM Punk one was louder, which is more impressive because the venues for Royal Rumble are bigger than the arena that AEW is in. Mm-hmm. So, and the idea that his that pop for him was... Remind me after the show, or when we take our break, mm-hmm. I'll show you the other pop that I was talking about from the Attitude Era. Okay. When Mankind won the World Championship. Okay. But anyway... Yeah, so um, you want to you want to get into the our friend of the show here, and then we'll talk about what happened in wrestling over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about that friend, Mohawk Honda. So you traded in your vehicle. Now what? I'm sure, every dealer wants your trade in right now because there's a shortage of inventory in the market. So you trade it in, and you get money in your hands. But now what? They don't have anything for you to buy. But at Mohawk Honda, not only will they give you top dollar for your trade in, but they have acres and acres of inventory for you to choose from. They have the largest inventory of vehicles in the region, which means you choose the one that's right for you. So some dealers will talk about their values, but at Mohawk Honda, they would rather show you that there's value in selection, and more importantly, value in how you were treated. Mm -hmm. So don't feel pressured into buying something from another dealer because that's the best that they can do. You go to Mohawk Honda, and you buy the vehicle you deserve. Their vast selection of certified pre-owned vehicles is guaranteed to fit your needs and your lifestyle not the other dealer's values. So this summer, selection is king, and no one has more to choose from than Mohawk Honda. They will always go out of their way to please you. Speaking of Mohawk Honda and SummerSlam, I uh, I was watching SummerSlam when I got a text from our good friend of the show, um, Yeiser, and he asked me to come over his house to play video games, and I haven't gotten an invitation like that in <laughs> probably like a decade and a half, so I had to take him up on it. Um... Yeah, he was just like, yo, you want to come over and play video games? I think Evan's coming. And I'm like, yes, definitely. <laughs> there was not even like, I mean, we did drink beers, of course, but like. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, he just invited me over to play video games. And we played like Smash Bros. and Mario Kart. We did three uh, burial carts on Mario Kart 8 for the Switch. Ooh, nice. It was, it was pretty fun. Was it? Yeah, he's really good at it, though. Yeah. I'm not so, not uh, so good. Whenever I look at. Um... My friend, you know, you have like your friends with on Switch, mm-hmm. and it can it'll show you uh, like their last game. Well, played. like if you have a game that they have, it shows you how long he's or how many hours they put in that game. Mm-hmm. And Yeiser has like hundreds of hours into Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he. I think he like gold medaled every single time trials in that game. It's wild. He's yeah. good. Yeah. But anyway, so we did that. We played Mario Party. We played Mario Golf. All drinking variations of these games. Um, and then we tried like a new game that we might be doing for the Olympics. So that was that was a good time. Sweet. But um, all that to say, I started watching SummerSlam, 
And then, oh no, I was saying because about Mohawk Honda. He was yeah. wearing a Mohawk Honda shirt. Yeah, because he used to work there. Yeah, I was gonna say he told us on a lot two episodes ago that he used to work there. Yeah, and I was just like, hey, Mohawk Honda shirt. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's good. Anyway, uh, SummerSlam. I watched. I missed the first match, but then watched like five matches, and then missed like the last like three or so. Yeah. Um, I was pretty disappointed. Yeah, most most people were disappointed. I, like I don't, I don't know of anybody who was like, that was awesome. There were high points, just like in anything. There were also very low, deep basement points. Yeah, um, and I felt like I paid a lot of attention to the fans in the in the stands. Like I was I was paying attention to to the people there watching it live. And they didn't seem like they cared a whole lot about what was going on. No. The, the fans are a lot smarter than they used to be. And I don't mean that, like, intelligence-wise. I mean, like, as it, concern, <clears throat> excuse me, as it concerns backstage stuff, right? So, like, yeah. when we were kids, fans, the fans, even the adult fans during the Attitude Era didn't give a shit about backstage. Like, nobody cared. You... You didn't really have a way to find any of that out anyway. Right. But yeah, like, there weren't really, like, dirt... I mean, there were dirt sheets, but you had to, like, yeah. really go out of your way to try and find them. You, you just sort of took everything face value. Things that happened were like, oh, sweet, I can't believe this person came back, or whatever. Mm. But now you know things ahead of time. You know how the, the backstage stuff works, for the most part. So the, the fans are smarter. So, like, Goldberg and Bobby Lashley was the co-main event, right? It went on before Rain Cena. And, I mean, Cena was the one everybody wanted to watch, though. So. Yeah, um, that match was fine. It was. It wasn't like a you know like a barn burning technical match. It's a Cena match. They're, mm-hmm. they're genuinely, they're generally the same. Um, despite him doing a good job, but the Lashley Goldberg match was not only terrible. The way that they they orchestrated the whole match was. Like, things that they didn't even have control of. What they had control of was terrible, the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. The things they didn't have control of were also terrible. Like, the outcome. Or not the outcome. The 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 story of the match. Like, Goldberg basically got squashed. In addition to getting squashed and then him calling the match because he didn't look like he could continue. It was all storyline. He wasn't really hurt. Mm-hmm. He, he looked terrible. He looked so bad. Like he, he just looked it looked like Bobby Lashley had to just drag him around, figuratively speaking, and actually dragged him around. But he just didn't he didn't look like he could keep up. Bobby Lashley's not a young guy, right? And neither is Goldberg. But he was in another he was in another atmosphere than Goldberg. That he's hurting his own legacy at this point. He looks so bad. He should he should not be in another match for at least a year. Do you think it makes sense at this point for WWE to go back to what they used to be? Like, stop with the split brand stuff? Maybe just go back to, you know, Raw guys being on SmackDown, SmackDown people being on Raw again. Like, what they used to do before they split the brands, like, indefinitely. So, there are positives and negatives to that, I think. The positive would be... Making one champion would make it more competitive, do you think? It would. They would have to cut people because they're they don't have they wouldn't have enough time to showcase everybody mm-hmm. in a way that made sense or story. Well, AEW can still do it. Yeah, but WWE like they would never do it the way AEW does. Right. It. That's and, fair. and we talked about how like AEW, with the exception of like Kenny Omega or some of the huge guys, 
you won't see a lot of the mid the matches or the people in mid mid card matches. Uh, you won't see them again the next week, right? It'll, it's right. like every other week for some some people, which is good because it means everybody gets some shine mm-hmm. and and nobody gets overplayed for the most part. Like Kenny Omega is a champion, you have to see him, but like they. They do such a good job of sort of exposing everybody to the limelight. As opposed to WWE, just they have people on the roster, but they just drill home the same twelve people every night, every yeah. Monday. But the, I think a problem with that would be, well, they'd have to cut people, and then they would save a ton of money. They are doing that. They are, but I'm saying they have to cut. <laughs> they'd have to cut even more people, and they'd have to cut valuable people. So they would only be really helping AEW in that regard, and also their storyline, their their creators, their creative team. Is they're already bad, so an idea where they have to draw out storylines for an additional two hours because they eliminated a brand, right? But storylines are going to carry over now, like they continue from Monday and Friday. Mm. Their their creative team is already so bad. Making them draw out or uh, lengthen out storylines would make every one of their storylines the worst. It would be so bad. Yeah, you're probably right. I was just trying to think of anything WWE could do to compete with AEW right now, and it just seems impossible. And, like, I don't know... Again, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Like, was there a reason why CM Punk showed up on AEW the day before SummerSlam? Was that to stick it to WWE? Like, yeah, how? The reason was that they were in Chicago, and it was their first... It was their debut Friday night show, and it was... So it just happened to be like coincidence that it was right before WWE's like one of their biggest shows yeah. all year. Well, I, I don't think it's a con. Uh, well, I can't believe I almost put that word. I don't. It's not. It was convenient, I guess, mm. that they were that it, it was the Friday before or excuse me, the day before. I keep forgetting SummerSlam was Saturday night. Yeah, it's, it's still throwing me through a loop. <laughs> um, I don't think. It was it was originally done intentionally, um, but it definitely worked out conveniently for AEW. Mm. Um, or maybe maybe I don't know anything here, and they totally were like, "No, we're going to do Rampage the day before." Right. And then the CM Punk thing is new. That's not something that's been in the works for like a year or well, months. people have people were talking about it all week, kind of like expecting it to happen. Yeah, but I'm saying it wasn't... So I didn't know why. That's why I was asking. Like, was it... There's just rumors kind of started up saying that he was going to sign somewhere? Yeah. Did he say something? Uh, missed, he was seen that. in the ring, like, practicing. Somebody saw him in a ring practicing, like, you know... Oh, really? Working on getting back in ring shape. Mm-hmm. So, and that always... If somebody catches something like that, that will always spark the punk. Because he's been seen in a ring doing things before. And when they asked about it, I'm like, oh, you were practicing. Like, you weren't, like, getting ready for a comeback? And he's like... He's like... No, he's like, but understand that just because I don't, I don't work for a certain company anymore, they made me hate my job. He's like, but I love wrestling. So even if I don't do it professionally, he's like, I get, it, I get general enjoyment out of being in a ring and doing things. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't need to have a job in a wrestling ring to enjoy being in one, which I guess is fair. By the way, that's bucket list for me. Be in a wrestling ring? Dude, be in an actual wrestling ring and, like, take a bump. That would be cool. Like... I want to take a bump from, like, Triple H or something. Oh, see, I didn't even think that much. I just thought, like, me and you, and I'll let you rock bottom me in the ring just to see yeah. what it feels like. I feel like it'll, it'll hurt. It's just to say, we'll get so jacked up. You're, you're going to, like, sprain your knee. I'm going to break a wrist. I'm fine with it, just to do yeah, it once. That's true. I want to bounce off the ropes and just see what that feels like. I heard it hurts. Yeah, I heard it's not fun. 
I mean, it probably, it's probably a lot of fun. <laughs> but I mean, like the the pain is probably it's gotta hurt. Fun. Yeah, it's gotta hurt for sure. Um, CM Punk. I'm trying to think of to to like the best way to understand everything that actually happened. Like, yeah, CM Punk came back, blew people's lids. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. But it, there's something so convenient about it being in Chicago, right? They knew they own. He, he was not coming back for like years or eight months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Him coming back was had to have been in the maybe maybe a month out. Even in the whole video of him about to come out, everybody's chanting CM Punk. Yeah, well, they're right in it. Chicago. Doesn't matter what wrestling promotion is. If it's so in it's, Chicago, they just do they that. always do that. It's a, it's literally a Chicago thing. Like they've chanted CM Punk at Cubs games, so like <laughs> it doesn't matter. But. Which is what that was the best part. That's what made the video that much more special. Is that like it actually happened and people like went they were nuts. doing it, and then also he actually came out of the out of the curtain. But the part that I'm still blown away by is this arena. It wasn't the I can't think of what arena it was in Chicago. I think what it was Bulls play. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but this arena had to have this this event. Way in advance, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, people bought tickets for AEW probably a year ago for this. Mm-hmm. At least, at least a few months ago, because with the pandemic, it was probably planned yeah. pretty, pretty quickly. Um, however, they signed Punk only like this week. I think it was literally this week. So I'm like, I'm still blown away by the idea and how magical that worked out. That, like, your first event was in Chicago. Your first touring event that's was in why, Chicago. That's why I feel like it's been planned for a long time. I, but it could... Unless he was telling Cody Rhodes and those guys, like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be in AEW. So they are like, sweet, we're going to... Can we pencil that in because we're going to we're gonna debut you in Chicago? Yeah. Unless that happened six or seven months ago? Sure. But he only... He couldn't have signed more than two weeks ago. Right. So, like, the idea that it all fell into place like that and also happened... The weekend that WWE was trying to host their biggest event. It's just like... Well, it's funny because we talked about SummerSlam a couple weeks ago on the podcast. And you were saying that WWE was going all out for SummerSlam. Yeah. And I don't want to... I don't want this whole show to just be crapping all over WWE. So let's start off positively. What were your top three favorite things from SummerSlam? Um, I... Okay, so I wrote things down, but there are... There's bad and there's positive ones. Number one, the Usos are a top five tag team in the world. No, there's nothing anybody can tell me that will ever change my mind. They're a top five tag team in the world. Yeah, that, they they destroyed the Mysterios. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they go by, but Ray and Dominic, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean the Mysterios. I mean, fine. yeah, they're father and son. But. but I guess what I'm saying is the Usos were not... They're the bad guys. They're the guys who are they tag along with Roman Reigns to the ring and whatever. Mm-hmm. But... They, the spotlight was not for them in the match. The spotlight was on the Mysterios. They're the good guys. Ray Mysterios is on, is on his way out. But Dominic yeah. Mysterio is somebody who's going to be around probably for a long time. The spotlight was the Mysterios. But yet somehow, knowing and not supposed to be not supposed to be the spotlight, the Usos still stole the show. Right? So it was like everything in that match was supposed to be... The camera angles and everything. Everything was supposed to be about the Mysterios. But the Usos are so good that you're like... They are not even in the same category as these guys. So I, I had it on like my living my big living room TV. So my wife was watching, Liv was watching, and 
Katie, like, she doesn't understand wrestling, like, at all, right? And she doesn't try to understand it. She's just like, this is stupid, whatever. Yep. And I'm like, listen, it's a show, okay? Yeah. Like, it's like anything else. It's a show. It's for entertainment only. Like, yeah. take it as seriously as you'd like. If you find a little bit of entertainment in it, then cool. If not, then it's it's just not for you. Yeah. So she was just watching it, and she's just like, like I'm dying laughing at this tag team match because Dominic Mysterio is crawling to the corner trying to get the trying to get the hot tag to Ray, and I don't know the difference between the, the Usos. Yeah, yeah, I don't know which one's which. They're but, twins. Yeah, but one of them was like slowly sidestepping along with Dominic and as soon as he reached his hand out he like kicked him over and it's just like <laughs> he let him crawl that whole way and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Like I know it's not real, but that's funny yeah, to me. That's... That type of showmanship is funny. And so like I thought they stole the match just in like that like th- that type of yeah. like action, like those type of like acts that they did. I thought that that was hilarious. They um, they work so much their heel yeah. And they spent a lot of their career not being heel. And a couple of years ago is when they turned them. Because they were kind of the John Cena of the tag team. Like, mm-hmm. they were good. And they were flamboyant. They had bright colors on all the time. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line, WWE was like, you know what? We're going to heel turn the Usos. Then they only wore black. They changed their entrance music. Because they used to do, like, a haka thing when they came out. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. Then their music changed to, like... To like a, a way more like R and B rap song, they only wore black. I mean, they got way edgier, yeah. but they they honestly work better that way in the ring and the way that they like tell a story in the ring. Yeah, they were really really good at being cocky. Yeah, like they did a fantastic job at that. Um, I didn't even think of that as like one of the top moments uh, for me, but now that like you said that back, like that was a match that I actually enjoyed yeah. watching because. As young as Dominic Mysterio is, mm-hmm. he's like 20, he's getting, as you can see him getting better and better every match that he has that he does. Mm-hmm. He gets better and better. And I'm like, he, at first I'm like, oh geez, here we go. Another famous wrestler's kid that wants to try his hand at this. And Vince McMahon has no problem running wells dry in this, in this way. Right. And I'm like, I can't wait to see how Dominic's career flounders. But then, like, I'm watching him. I always get that pessimistic about everything, really. <laughs> but then watching him, like, over, like, the last year, I'm like, damn, he's getting he's getting way better. Like, in one year, he's so much better than he he's just was. way bigger than his dad. Yeah, I don't understand. Way bigger. I don't get it. Like, how... He's almost, like, a foot taller than his dad. Yeah, and even, like, his daughter is, like, twice his size. It's just like, what is happening with you, buddy? Um... Uh, I thought that was very funny, though. That was a high point for me only because I love the Usos, and I'll, nobody can ever tell me they're not a top five tag team in the world. Um, uh, the Rollins-Edge match was the best match of the night. That wasn't even close. So I didn't even get to see the match. Um, I actually tried to rewatch it on, on Peacock today, but I couldn't find like the actual like the stream of it. I don't know if they hadn't like re-uploaded it to the app yet or whatever, but I couldn't find it. Um so, but I did see the edge entrance that you just showed me. Yeah. The, the brood entrance, yeah. that was awesome. That, w- that, that was... That would be a top three moment I for was just going to say, honestly, the edge and Rollins match takes up two of the three high points. Because, because he didn't just come out with the, the brood entrance, which is super cool, and the, the music, and he had the old glasses on. And yeah. It was so bad. And also, he walked... First of all, the entrance, the, like... 
don't even know what you would call it, the ramp, if you will, to the mm-hmm. ring, was like a quarter mile long. Yeah. So it's like when Lesnar came, when Lesnar, you know, surprised everybody, I felt like he walked to the ring for 10 minutes. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, how long is this ramp? And it like twist and turn too. So I was like, what is that? Because like his music hit and then Reigns is looking, looks like he's looking at the big screen. And then where you actually come out is over here. So then he had like he was look, he like was looking at the screen and whenever he jumped up on the turnbuckle and then like looked in a different direction. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? Where is this ramp? And then like it showed a view from behind him and the entrance was like over here to the right. I'm like, yeah, it's like Jesus. A, it looked like a J or something like that. Like it looked yeah. really weird. It was really oddly shaped. But the the brood entrance was cool. Edge, I mean he he's earned that an entrance like that. Uh, he's the only one that got a cool entrance for the most part. Um, and he walks, I don't know, maybe half of the ramp, and then, like, his music, his normal music hit, which I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cool, too. Like, it was a cool touch if they did the brood part for, you know, the first 20 seconds or so. I like that. The only somewhat, like, like, the only, like, added, like, effects that I saw to an entrance was Alexa Bliss. And I don't know if they always do that with those, like, kind of, they're kind of, like, cheesy, like, special effects yeah. that they put on the screen. Yeah, that is cheesy. But that's the only other thing I saw. But she stole, or she, when I say she stole, she she was made to adopt Bray Wyatt's character. Yeah, like so they were a thing before they cut Bray Wyatt. Yep. Or she was like almost like he was the Joker and she was his Harley. Harley Quinn. They yeah. made that a thing. And now I it's thought weird for sure, that she's just still doing the yeah, same thing. I thought for sure that if once they cut him, they were gonna have to put her, bring her back to regular Alexa Bliss, who yeah. actually kind of I like better because she's always bad. And she's super good at talking shit to people. Yeah. But... She did seem like she played, like, the psychotic character pretty yeah. well. which is why I think they keep her in it. Because yeah. she does play the weird... I will say, though, that was by far the worst match I saw. Yeah, it's because even Maria. But I, I didn't see the Goldberg ma- match, so I don't really know. But <laughs> I was I was very disappointed because I've heard so many good things about Alex- Alexa Bliss. And then... Obviously, you just said that Eva Marie is awful, yeah. and somebody was holding up a sign that said Eva Marie is worse than tuna fi- or gas station tuna fish sandwiches, and I was just like, "What is that comparison?" Oh, oh man, it's, it's, I didn't know if that was like an inside joke. Like, yeah. I didn't know if that was like a wrestling joke. Like, no, maybe somebody so. said that before or something. Seems, I just didn't get it. It seems super mean, dude, but she really is awful. She's worse than gas station and tuna sandwiches. Yeah, and it's not. It's not that she's like. It, she is not even close to mediocre, the mediocre talent that's on the show. So we, I don't know why they continue to try to push her. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a very pretty face, but all of the women, if I'm being honest, they're all very pretty faces. Mm-hmm. And there's some that are so much, they're so more much more talented. So I, it, it's for the life of me, I can't figure out why they keep putting this woman on the screen. She's god awful. That sounds mean, but she yeah, just is. I don't know. Um... Alright, we tried to talk about some, some positive things. Yeah, there's after, a lot of negatives. After this break, where you can hear from Gaz, we'll get into some of the, the more negative things from SummerSlam. We appreciate you listening to this Godzilla Media Podcast, and we want to tell you about our sponsors, Techies Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal this summer. Sponsor of all Godzilla Media Podcast content. If you've got fire damage, mold damage, water damage in your home, the place to talk to is Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, located on Central Avenue. The boss, Mike Corda, helping the Albany Empire continue to reign supreme here as the best indoor football team in the country. Now he wants to help you get your home back to normal. Stop over to their Facebook page, TE Fire Water, where you can watch 
Levac and Gaz, myself and my co-host Jeff Levac, broadcasting live this Friday, August 27th from 5 to 7. For more information on Techies Fire and Water Restoration, watch the broadcast. We're going to be live at Hooters, helping you win your fantasy football draft, and it's all thanks to Techies Fire and Water Restoration. Follow them on social media, TEEast518 on Twitter and Tech East Fire Restoration on Instagram. Proud sponsors of Godzilla Media Podcast this summer. Also, we want to give love to our friends over Johnstone Supply in Troy. They're represented in this year's Godzilla Media Fantasy Football League. Our guy Tom is going to be the pride of Johnstone Supply. And if you're looking to change your ventilation, your heating, your air conditioning into your home, the place to do that is Johnstone Supply in Troy. When you stop in there, just tell them, hey, I heard about you guys on the podcast. I heard you guys partnered up with Godzilla Media. We love what you're doing. Sometimes it's just easy to find out about the place. Ask questions. My guys Tom and James and Kevin and Rob will help you. They can do the jobs answer for you. Maybe even my guy George is in there. Exciting episode on the way next month to talk about George's great background in boxing and more. But we want to get you the Fujitsu ductless splits, energy-saving, ultra-low temperature models. And how about now they're creating the J-Series VRF systems? Even more efficiency and flexibility for your home. The Westinghouse made by Fujitsu for a more basic, cost-efficient option. Now, maybe you've got to learn about Fujitsu. Maybe you've got to learn about exactly what Johnstone Supply can do. Stop in today on 6th Avenue in Troy or give them a call if you have more questions. 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. To learn more about Johnstone Supply in Troy, to make sure your home is the best it can be for the end of the summer, heading into the fall, and you're prepared for the winter. Now back to this Godzilla Media Podcast. All right, so I think for me... And I, I don't know a whole lot about, like, these, these women wrestlers in particular. Mm-hmm. But I thought one of the worst things they could have done was strip Bianca Belair of the title, give it to Becky Lynch after, like, a 30-second match. Yeah. So, it was cool that Becky Lynch came back. Yeah. Which I called, by the way. Did you? Yeah. When we talked about it at the preview show, uh, we I mentioned how one of their most over-wrestlers doesn't even wrestle right now, which is Becky Lynch. Oh, okay. and like, And you'll probably see her tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah, but it was Saturday. But You're right about tomorrow. Um, <laughs> here's my understanding. As I as I know the way it works, and I could be way wrong about this, but here's how I understood what happened. Mm-hmm. A lot of what they excuse me, a lot of what they tried to do last night was a direct response to CM Punk returning. Right? I don't know that Becky Lynch was slated to come back last night. I don't know that Lesnar was slated to come back last night. However. The match was supposed to be Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. That would have been a barn burner match, dude. That's two, they're two of the top five women. Mm-hmm. And I would argue in the top ten in the world, those two. They pulled Sasha Banks. I know that the referee or whatever said unable to compete. They pulled her out because they knew they were bringing Lynch back. And she was gonna. the whole thing was going to be a debacle. So they pulled Banks out so that she didn't suffer any uh, negative impact character-wise or whatever. They put Carmella in the match instead. Becky Lynch makes a return. Literally and figuratively just shoves her to the side. Mm-hmm. It's like, no thanks. This is going to be me and her. Which I thought was funny. Yeah. I'll give that part one like one point, one positive point, is that I thought that that part was funny. Okay, so <laughs> that spot, though, where she shoved Carmella out of the ring, mm-hmm. that should have been Eva Marie. Carmella is much better than Eva Marie. You seem not to like her. 
it's not that I don't like her. She's just not good. <laughs> Those sound like they belong in the same category. Yeah, but sounds I don't like, dislike her. Sounds she's like just not a very, the same thing twice. She's just not very good at her job. Um, so my question is, why wouldn't they have booked it like this? Why wouldn't they have had Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks still have their match? Then after the match, instead of bringing Carmella for no reason, why wouldn't they have Becky Lynch come in, beat up whoever the the champion was, whether they were going to have Bianca Belair retain or Sasha Banks win it, beat up whoever the champion was, and then start a rivalry with that person. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have booked it like you that? You should have booked a match, buddy, because that would have hit. First of all, the <laughs> match would have been fantastic. Yeah. It doesn't even matter who won it at that point. Dude, was it a time thing, you think? Because they squashed it in like, a, it was like a minute. Yeah, it was. It was, it was longer announcing the fact that Sasha Banks wasn't going to be performing, and then they had Carmella come out, and then Bianca Belair looking confused for 45 seconds, and then Becky Lynch comes out to this crazy ovation. Everybody's clapping. Even even Bianca Belair was like happy to see her. Mm-hmm. And then they kicked Carmella out. That was all longer than the actual match. Yeah, 27 <laughs> seconds. Is that what it came in at? It was 27 seconds. She punched her. She knocked her out. Her, she... This is me and Murph and I were talking about it when it happened. She punched her, right? Or whatever, elbowed her. Mm-hmm. And she fell down and and was like, oh, my face. Oh. And, then t- and then took a pin, a three-second pin. Was and it? I'm thinking to myself, that was incredibly stupid for a lot of reasons. But if you were going to do it that way, where she elbows her or punched her or whatever she did, and then pinned her in 27 seconds, wouldn't you have ma- at least, at minimum... Made uh, Bianca Belair look like she got knocked out, like she actually got knocked out. Wouldn't that have been more believable? Right. She's like, oh dang, she literally turned her lights out. Instead, she punched her and she was on the ground holding her face and nose, and then took and then ate a pin. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. She could still kick out of that. Right. I understand it's it, the whole thing is it's wrestling. It's fake. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> what I'm saying is, no, if I, you're good you have to make it believable. Yeah, do something to make it realistic because that was nonsense. She was looking. She was holding her face and she was looking at the official count. The whole thing was so stupid. I'm just like, ah, oh. Becky Lynch is fantastic. Mm-hmm. When she gets in the ring, she's gonna start talking shit. She's gonna have the belt. It's fantastic. Bianca Belair is fantastic. They. Yeah, part of me, see, I was real disappointed. Bianca Belair was the one that won the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, she's yeah. so good. So that's when I felt like, was she not the first African-American woman to... No, Sasha Banks has won it. Oh, okay. I thought they said that this, she was the first to win the Royal Rumble or Jacqueline something. is... Oh, Royal Rumble. Yeah. I thought you were talking about women's champion. I'm like, no, Jacqueline was champion. Like, no, no, the Royal Rumble. Um, she, well, because there's only been a few women's Rumbles. Yeah, there's only been there, a couple. Right? Yeah, she would... I would say she is the first African American woman to win one, yeah. but there's only been like five. So, gotcha. not that that should take away from it, but there's if they had been around as long as the men's rumble, that would be that would be that mean they came a long way. WWE's yeah, well, been pretty progressive anyway, yeah. as far as that was concerned. Um, but but anyway, so I don't know. I just felt like I was rooting for her a little bit, and then have to have her like lose her title that quickly was nonsense. Like I said, it, they should she should have had her match with Sasha Banks. And then whatever, if you want her to drop the belt to Sasha Banks, you can do that. But then at least build some sort of rivalry with Becky Lynch after it. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't have done there, that. Uh, there were so many ways it could have went that would have been better than what they did. It was, it was so bad. It was easily the consensus worst part of the show. Nobody, there's nobody that's being like. Oh, you guys thought that was the bad part? Because I kind of thought this was the bad part. No, that was the worst part of the whole night. Well, it's funny because 
and I didn't see this match because um, I was at Yeiser's, but um, the Charlotte Flair triple threat match I heard was awful too. It wasn't. It wasn't great, but that was was never close to what they did. Like considering that it, the three women in that match mm-hmm. like, are very good. There was probably just a lot of miscues on things, and that and that happens, and I'll never be mad at that. Yeah. Those three could put on a barn burner, and they probably there's probably some botched things. I didn't catch a lot of that match either. Um, I think people I were saw, more upset that Charlotte Flair just won it again. Yeah, but just like oh, Charlotte Flair I don't know wins another championship <laughs> with her, dude. She they she's won the she's won the championship like twelve times, and then they took title reigns off her official record, and then they just made her champion again to bring her back into double digits. I'm so confused at why they even bothered <laughs> taking reigns away. I get if you want to eliminate title reigns from when the belt was called the Divas Championship, which looking yeah. back on is wild that they had a champion. The women's championship was called the Divas Championship. Yeah. So if you and she did win that because it went from women's championship to divas to champion. divas, and then it was divas for way longer than it should have been. Yeah. Uh, and, and now it's just women's again. Yeah, it's women's the women's championship. Gotcha. So I, I guess what I'm saying is there, and also there's, uh, oh, dude, I want to say there's. Three or four reigns they took from Charlotte Flair's record, and Jeez. and she, I want to say she only had the Divas Championship once or twice before it became the Women's Championship because she was a part of was her Becky Lynch and like Sasha Banks they were all part of this women's revolution that turned it back into women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. We're not divas, you know. And literally, like one of the promos cut was like, "We don't walk around in our bras and panties." When realistically, their attire looks like that, but but it does look better than what it used to be. Yeah, they're back, not... back in like the Attitude Era. It was legit. They weren't there to be wrestlers, really. They were yeah. just there to be gawked at. Yeah, like and now they're actually, honestly, they're putting on. I know we're kind of dogging both of the matches right now, but for the most part, the women's are putting on better matches than the men's are. Yeah, a lot of times than the men are. I said I, men's, but you know what I meant. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> they're not doing lingerie pillow fights anymore. That no, it's time not is long over, but. Yeah. They, uh, that match, a triple threat match, I didn't see a ton of it, because uh, I was also watching from my phone. We had a miscue. I told, I swore to Rigney <laughs> it was on Sunday. The, the pay-per-view happened on Saturday. I didn't even know. He told me I would have missed the whole thing if he didn't say anything. And so, like, I was trying to watch it from my phone. I didn't have great service. So I missed a bunch of stuff. But, uh, I am okay that a match that involved those three wasn't as good as it should have been, because that will happen. I'm not okay with an absolutely terrible scripted like it went as planned. You scripted it to be that way. That yeah, the, the booking was with terrible. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. It, it's yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like the the match maybe didn't live up to expectations, yeah. but the booking is what kills you. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I mean, there then there's if we're gonna keep if we're gonna stay in the awful train here. Goldberg is it's that's the end of it. Obviously, you will see him again because of how that match ended. With his son coming in, yeah, and he and him being hurt, so he didn't actually get pinned. The match was a it was a stoppage, and obviously they're going to do it again, which is obnoxious because how are they trying to put fifty seven year old Bill Goldberg over with the Steve Austin Bret Hart treatment, oh, like Steve Austin passing out in his own blood to the sharpshooter, never giving up, <laughs> like to the fifty seven year old Bill Goldberg, <laughs> so. And it, it, the I don't know if he's really 57. I'm just, I don't I'm think just, he's that old. But, I mean, <laughs> he's in his 50s, that, I'm pretty sure. Just shooting a number out there. And he and when we he looks great. He looked physically. He looked great. Mm-hmm. 
he when he started doing wrestling things, he did not look great. That's always been the case for yeah. Goldberg, though. <laughs> well, Even back in the 90s. That's why I'm, his matches were 10 seconds long. He would run and spear somebody, pin him, and he'd be like, oh, victory number 141 for Goldberg. Dude, <laughs> do you remember how epic his jackknife his jackknife was how like how long yeah. he held it. Yep. Do you know what it looks like now? It's I'm assuming literally... the people don't like the person getting jackknife doesn't even get their legs straightened. Uh, <laughs> they can't. They don't. Not that they can't because it requires that you know the core strength to hold your body yeah. straight like that. They don't even have that opportunity because he, he can't lets hold them. Down. them. Yeah. It's literally a suplex now. He literally just picks them up and he just dumps them back over. There is no where he like holds them there and he. Dude, he used them. to he used to hold the giant, the Big Show. Yeah. Up like that. He's he was a strong. He used man. to do it to Kevin Nash, like big dudes. I'm not, and this isn't like oh, Bill Goldberg is just a bad wrestler now. This is what happens when these guys these guys spent their whole lives taking damage, and they get older, and their bodies can't do it anymore. Stop making them do it. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing. I'll, I mean, I'll always respect Stone Cold just because he's the best in my eyes. But he he won't come back because he knows his body can't no, do he it. Can't. What's he like, gonna he's do? not going to come back and give a terrible match for the fans no. for a paycheck. He's no. not going to do it. He doesn't need to. But Stone Cold does do exactly what the fans want and what's necessary. Is every five or six years he comes down, he smashes some beers, he'll he, stunner he somebody, gives somebody a stunner, <laughs> and he exits. Yep. Exit stage left. He didn't do any more than he needed to do. And I mean, really, I mean, The Rock kind of does the same thing, yeah. but like every once in a while, he'll still get in the ring. Yeah, he'll be in WrestleMania. Yeah, that's gonna. You think he's gonna wrestle, yeah. or you think the main event of WrestleMania is gonna be The Rock and Roman Reigns? That would be wild. I would watch that. Yeah, that's gonna be wild. Oh, I would watch it. I'm more pumped for the promos, <laughs> honestly. With the Paul Heyman and The Rock going back and forth, I can't wait. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm speculating, but I'm almost certain. You don't think they're. Happen. What do you think Lesnar's going to do? Because Lesnar coming back has to be... It's building for Reigns versus Lesnar, right? Well, yeah. yeah, but they can do that. They'll do that in less time than... Yeah, they can do that. They can... I mean, if they wanted to, they could drag Survivor that out. Survivor Series? Through, Will that they be could drag that out time? through Survivor Series. If they really wanted to, they could drag it out all the way to the Royal Rumble, right? Because Lesnar Reigns has been done... A, it's been done like four or five times now. Yeah. But never like this, where Lesnar is the face and Reigns is the heel. It's never been done that way. So people are interested. And they're gonna have great matches. They Lesnar always looks do. ridiculous. By the way, he does look ridiculous. Can you fix his face? Whatever's going on. I don't mind it? the beard, but like it's, it's the hair thing he's yeah. got going on. It is what it is. He'll probably get rid of all that. Okay. He was. Let's be real. He was called last minute here. Probably. He was called the day of. Like Vince was like, "Fine, I'll pay you what you want." Punk was there. I need you over here. He lives in like Montana, so they're like, "We're gonna be in Nevada. Like you're not that far away." <laughs> He literally like what he what he wore to the ring was what he was wearing when Vince called him. He's like, "Oh shit, I got to get on a plane." <laughs> yeah, man, that's the quickest Venmo Vince has ever sent. Probably. Ever, dude. <laughs> he was like, "You think that's the most money that's ever been set through Venmo?" <laughs> Vince McMahon, the eight million dollars <laughs> to Lesnar yesterday. Lesnar's on the phone. He's on the phone. Vince McMahon and gets the Venmo notification while he's still on the phone. Then it's just a bunch of hearts and kissy faces, <laughs> dude. I, um, somebody, uh, I, this wasn't uh, my initial thought, right? Because I was kind of pumped to see Lesnar. But somebody else on Twitter said, if there was basically, if you don't think that the people who came back tonight was not a direct response to CM Punk uh, debut in AEW, you're a fool. Well, it's funny because 
I did kind of, I thought that with Lesnar. I didn't think that with Becky Lynch. I assumed that that was like planned for a while. Um, Because I always assumed Becky Lynch would have come back after the pregnancy anyway. Yeah, but I don't think so because they did a lot of promos. They did a lot of the, you know, the the presentation packaging of oh, Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. Well, that's true. I did see I did see a ton of that saying yeah. like how big this match was going to be. But um yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, don't I think know. they were both think, last minute. Yeah. Honestly. I guess I guess that's fair. I, I I once I saw the Lesnar thing, I felt like that was a response to CM Punk for sure. But it still seems lackluster. It's not anything that like and every anything was going to be. It yeah. didn't matter what had, the Rock can come, the Rock and Stone Cold could have came back and just beat up on Goldberg, and that still would not have been like yeah. What what would have been a good like? There's, there's no, nothing they could because CM Punk was the most requested yeah. like guy to come back. He has a he. I I know it's a cult of personality song. I actually he, hate that song. Yeah, really. I yeah. kind of like it. He legit has a cult following. So no, it's like does. there's nothing that was going to be as good as that. The pop, the, the CM Punk chanting in I, Chicago before his music even hit. Mm-hmm. Then like the pop, the pop is like the fans' realization that the, what they were literally just cheering for happened in front of their fucking faces. Oh yeah, if you guys, we've been saying like wrestling terminology. We should probably clarify. Pop is just when the audience goes nuts. Yeah, when they go wild. Okay, so we Sorry. should probably just clear up these things. Yeah, because like when heel and face, we're not even like yeah, considering... heels are bad guys, faces are good guys. Yeah. Uh, Sorry yeah. guys, that's fine. Taking a bump literally means just like getting knocked down. Yeah, you yeah you hit the mat hard. Yeah. basically yeah, you took a bump. <laughs> Sorry. A lot of wrestling terminology maybe we should have been more clear with. I mean, if you made it through 38 minutes of the show, then yeah. you're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, you probably figured it out by now anyway. But anyway, um, yeah, so uh, they really that's that's what I was going to say, though, is that really it didn't matter who they brought back. Anybody other than CM Punk was going to be a disappointment. Yeah, which is... I it think... would have been wild if CM Punk came back to SummerSlam, too. <laughs> Dude, imagine if he showed up at SummerSlam too, he went, he just did and both. they did like this crazy cross promote promotion thing. Could you imagine? No, that I would couldn't. mean okay. So as we sit here and go, there's nothing they could have done if that is what happened. That's the only. That's the thing, only thing that's that would have. The only yeah. thing that could have happened that would have is been that insane. Vince McMahon like swallowed his pride and he was like, yeah. "Let's do some cross promoting here, and we'll have Punk show up on our show." Yeah. But that would also like. It's, Vince McMahon probably would have had to die for that to happen. Yeah, and also even if it did happen, and obviously we're fantasy booking this right now, <laughs> but even if that is something that happened, it would still pale in comparison because Punk's debut in AEW was in Chicago. It was never, and and SummerSlam was in Vegas. Yeah, so it's like it was never gonna be as good as that. Uh, CM Punk is from Chicago, mm-hmm. and and every wrestling event that happens in Chicago, no matter what what promotion it is, you will hear CM Punk chants because they're so diehard Chicago. Yeah. And I was explaining to Rigney that there have been CM Punk chants at Cubs games. So it's this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't new. They were chanting CM Punk because they're always hopeful and and this just so happened to happen in front of their faces. They got it right this time. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. It was a pretty entertaining... I mean, even though like a lot of what WWE put out, it was, it was still a pretty entertaining like weekend for wrestling. Because I'm not normally like that into it, but I did want to watch it all because, like I said, SummerSlam was pretty hyped up. It was such a... It, as much as it was, it was disappointing, it was such a good weekend for wrestling. Oh, and I do want to say, um, I think somebody on the WWE card that I feel like is getting better... And they, I think he even lasted like when I watched Royal Rumble, I was even impressed with how long he lasted in the in the Rumble. I think he got out like four, I think it was like fourth or third or something like. Oh, I, 
Technically, I think he was fourth because of the whole Randy Orton, Randy Orton coming back in, which everybody saw from an hour away. <laughs> as soon as um, it happened. Well, can't wait to see Randy Orton later. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but but Damian Priest, I thought, looked really yeah. good. He had like one like little uh, botch against Sheamus, but um, but I think he's looking pretty good, and I actually like the way he talked on the microphone after. So, yeah, Damian Priest is um, he's not he's not a young guy, really, which is weird because I feel like whenever they acquire somebody who's already almost into their forties, they never push him like that. And he's had a pretty quick rise from NXT mm-hmm. onto the main roster. And he's already beating Sheamus for United States Championships. It seems they have faith in him. He's got the he's got the prototypical body type that McMahon likes, though. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's funny because his body type reminds me of like vintage, like Shawn Michaels kind of. And maybe it's also the pants that he wears, but it kind of just reminds yeah. me of like the vintage, like Shawn Michaels. But then the way he talked, like how like confident and like stern he was sounding on the yeah. mic, reminded me of like old like Rocky Mavia, like oh, yeah. before he was the Rock. Um. Because we're running out of time. Also, we didn't even talk about TakeOver. Uh, TakeOver, we were just watching TakeOver. Uh, TakeOver was obviously the better show. It always is. Uh, If you guys, if you're you're listening and you're somebody who likes, and you like wrestling, you wouldn't have made it this far into the show if you didn't like, you already turned us off if you're not a wrestling fan. Yeah, or hi mom. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hi Lynn. Um, You you need to go and watch Droganov versus... Uh, Walter from TakeOver tonight. That match was unbelievably brutal. It was so brutal. Yeah, I saw the aftermath of it. The, really. I, saw, I showed Rigney, Rigney the picture of the dude who won. And he looked ridiculous. His whole chest was just like, like uh, what do you call it? Was it like pop blood vessels or whatever? Yeah. From getting you know open chest shots. The match was, it, He looked like a... A burn victim, and I'm not trying yeah. to be like insensitive, but he looked like a yeah. burn victim, like like on his chest. Dude, it was like there were open hand, like palms slapping each other. There was like he was on top of the one dude, and they were clubbing each other. It was so brutal, and I'm like, this is this is better than anything that happened last night, with the exception of like Edge Rollins, mm-hmm. which I hate the outcome of. I didn't even mention that, but it's fine. I yeah. Can't stand it, but we'll get over it. If, yeah. A lot of takeover was great, but if you get a chance, go watch, go check out some of the highlights from that match, the Droganov versus um, Walter match. All right, we'll do. All right, guys, uh, that's it for the Monday show. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Check out the Twitter at Trap and Rigney Show at krigney eighty nine at tjh underscore seven. And I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. See you.